And so I thank my God untiringly, who on the day when I was tried kept me within his grace, so that today I may present unto my Lord in every way the sacrifice of my own soul. For he has saved me through my trials, thus causing me to ask, Who am I, Lord? What must I do that in your majesty and mercy you have shown yourself to me, so that today I magnify your holy name and say among the heathen all throughout this land that you alone are Lord, and in your hand are all our times both good and bad. Welcome to the Inverse Theology Project. I'm your host, T.M. Moore. This is Volume 6, Number 3, Historical Theology. Upon arriving in Ireland, Patrick, still very young, realized he had much to learn. He took up studies among the Christians there and soon became a deacon, then a priest. After his ministry began, he was put forward to become a bishop, but the lingering opposition to him in Britain raised its head in an ugly and unhappy way. This installment of Patrick's writings is entitled, Kept Within His Grace. To shield me on this day I call, strong power of seraphim, with angels every hour obeying, and archangels standing by assisting in the glorious company of holy risen ones, and the prayers of fathers, and in visions in the air, and apostolic words, and annals of the witness of the Holy Savior's love, and in the innocence of virgins, and the steadfast deeds of every righteous man, to shield me on this day I call, heaven's might, the brilliance of the sunshine, and the white of moon, fire's glory, lightning's swiftness, wind's unbounded wildness, every fathom in the ocean, earth's solidity, and all the steadfast rocks of earth both great and small. I spent some years among the Irish to prepare myself to follow what I knew to be my calling from the Lord. It was not I who made this choice to go because, as I have said, the Lord was calling me. And at the time I came across the sea, I barely knew the Lord, though he was dear to me. And this was good, for it was clear he would reform and shape me and prepare me so that I might serve his sheep and care for all his flocks as I am doing yet today. And so, though once I would not let my mind consider all my own need of his saving mercy, now the Father's love for others is my care and my concern. There was so much that I needed to learn and much that I would never understand. I, I studied and I served the Savior, and in time I was ordained a priest. But when my name as bishop was suggested, then I was attacked by certain ones among my seniors. It was not that I was young that they opposed me, but they made their case against me, mind you, not before my face, but in my absence, for a youthful sin. And on that shameful day did I begin to be so strongly tempted that I might have fallen, yes, both here and in the night of all eternity. But God showed me his mercy, me, this humble exile. He came mightily to bolster me and to support me till this dreadful trial was through. For it was not through me that this disgrace and scandal came to light before the face of God and men. And yet, I pray God will not hold this act of sin against them still. They found a pretext from some 30 years before and brought against me to my tears and sorrow a confession I had told unto my friend before I came to hold the deacon's office, which I told him when I was in a melancholy, grim, and anxious state of mind. When I was just a boy, before I knew the Lord, I must have been 15, one day, indeed one hour, 
I yielded to temptation's awful power, and it was this, as I believe, that found me taken from my home to Ireland, bound in chains. The Lord chastised me for my sin, and now it was before me yet again, impeding my appointment. So I was rejected by my seniors, and because of this, my episcopate delayed. But God, who called me to this labor, stayed beside me, so that on that very night he came to me within a dream, and right before me were the documents that caused my shame and my dishonor. But he paused not, saying, It displeases us to see our chosen one thus stripped of honor. He said, Not displeases me, but us, as though he linked himself with me, that I might know that I was still his choice, as if he said, Whoever touches you or harms your head has touched the apple of my eye. And so I offer thanks to him who made me know his mercy and who strengthened me in all my weaknesses. For he did not recall me from the place of exile for his name, but showed his favor in the works I came to do and which I from the Lord had learned. And so much more I felt his power had turned my shame to vindication in the face of God and men. Though I cannot erase what I have done, I tell you boldly that my conscience does no more reproach me at this matter. As the Lord is witness, I do not deceive in what I say, nor lie. But I am sorry for my friend, for for how did we deserve that he should bring just now this evidence against me, he to whom I had my soul entrusted? He had room within his heart for me before this case was mooted, for I was not in that place when my transgression was discussed, for he had worked that they should offer me the sea of Ireland. And he told me once, you should be made a bishop, Though I was not good or worthy of this calling, how did he, a short time later, turn his back on me before men good and bad to bring me to disgrace for what I shared with him, he who forgave me willingly and gladly, just as God himself had done in whom I trust, and who is greater than the rest? I will belabor my disgrace no longer. Still, I must not hide the gift of God, which he so graciously and freely gave to me when I was captive here in Ireland. For it was then, when I was yet a slave for more than six long years, that I with tears then sought him strenuously and found him, as I ought to have done much sooner on. He saved me from my sins, and now his Holy Spirit has come to dwell within me, as I now believe, and he has pleased my labors to receive unto this day." And though I may sound bold in this, I am convinced the voice that told me to continue here was from the Lord and not from men. For if it were the word of men alone that brought me here, I could not speak for him as every Christian should. And so I thank my God untiringly, who on the day that I was tried kept me within his grace, so that today I may present unto my Lord in every way the sacrifice of my own soul. For he has saved me through my trials, thus causing me to ask, Who who am I, Lord? What must I do that in your majesty and mercy you have shown yourself to me so that today I magnify your holy name and say among the heathen all throughout this land that you alone are Lord, and in your hand are all our times both good and bad. And so whatever comes, though good or bad, I go in gratitude and faith to serve the Lord, who taught me how to find within his word the faith I need to follow him, and who has helped me, ignorant as I am, to do this holy work to which at last I came, to bring the Irish to obey his name. It is as if I were a follower of those glorious ones of whom the God of love foretold in former times, that they would be the harbingers of gospel grace, that he would send as witnesses before all men, before this dying world should reach its end.
And we have seen this done, for we have preached where never had before the gospel reached. And we have offered what he freely gives to places that beyond which no one lives. So this alone I boast, and nothing more, that I, a rustic man, who was before a wretched sinner and a slave, have been exalted to proclaim God's word to men. Visit our website, www.ilba.org, to discover the wealth of resources available to help you grow in your walk with and work for the Lord. You can review all the previous editions of the Inverse Theology Project by going to the website, clicking the Resources tab, then clicking the Inverse Theology Masthead. In our next installment, we look at the teaching of the Westminster Confession of Faith on the sovereignty of God in salvation. Until then, for the Fellowship of Ilba and the Inverse Theology Project... This is TM Moore.